Welcome to the Personalized Medicine Podcast. This is the place where scientists, clinicians, and entrepreneurs discuss the progress of this rapidly developing field. I am your host, Alexander Yahensky. Let's start. Welcome to episode 20 of the Personalized Medicine Podcast. I hope you are all safe and healthy in these challenging times. Wherever you are, remember to practice social distancing, wear a mask and wash and disinfect your hands regularly. Sticking to those simple rules can help us overcome this pandemic. It's not an issue of one person or one country, it's responsibility of all of us in the entire world to make this happen. Now, back to the podcast. I am very happy to present to you our new co-host Aradna Chopra. As you might know, Aradna joined our team this summer and helped us behind the scenes to put the episodes together. Today is her debut on air. So give your heartiest welcome to Aradna and join us for episode 20 of the podcast. It is a really good one. I hope you'll enjoy it. Welcome to the episode 3 of season 2 of the Personalized Medicine Podcast. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest for today's episode, Dr. Cosimo Ducani, who is the CEO and founder of Moligo Technologies, a biotech company based out of Sweden that uses enzymatic methods to produce long and ultra-pure DNA strands at the industrial scale. Dr. Ducani completed his PhD in Applied Chemistry in 2011 where he received the prestigious Marie Curie Early Stage Research Fellowship that enabled him to work at University of Lecce, Italy and University of Birmingham, UK. Following that, he moved to Stockholm and started his postdoc in Professor Björn Hedberg's lab at Swedish Medical Nanoscience Center at Karolinska Institute to develop molecular tools, including the methods for enzymatic DNA synthesis. He developed the monoclonal stoichiometric MOSIC method for enzymatic DNA oligonucleotide production. In 2013, Dr. Dukani was awarded with a research grant from the Swedish Society for Medical Research and subsequently another grant from the Haglin Foundation. Before starting Moligo Technologies, he received an exploratory pre-seed grant from Novo Nordisk Foundation which is aimed to accelerate commercialization of research findings and development of novel technologies within the health sciences. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Dukani. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I met you when I was doing an exchange at the Hjogberg lab during my PhD. As far as I remember, that time you were working on further improving the technique. Am I right? Yes, yes, yes. At the time I was working on... uh... Uh, on optimizing the the technology for enzymatic synthesis of uh, uh, DNA strands, as you know, uh, I was so most of the most of the technologies to to produce DNA they are based on chemistry. In that case, I joined this project to uh, develop a new method where you use instead bacteria and enzymes to produce these molecules. Great. From there, you moved on to founding Moligo Technologies. And quite recently, the company has raised a seed investment to bring the enzymatic DNA technology to the market. Heartiest congratulations for that. 
Thank you. Thank you. So my first question, rather the first obvious question is, how did Molligo Technologies happen? Like what motivated you to take the technique from the lab to the startup space? Yeah, so uh, basically at the time, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, I was still uh, uh, wondering whether I uh, wanted to continue with academia, becoming uh, a principal investigator or a professor or uh, moving out of academia. Um, so, and uh, I, I remember one day I was reading about a very interesting paper, which was published of uh, Nature Biotechnologies. Uh, where they uh, basically uh, develop a technology based on enzymes to produce DNA oligonucleotides, and then they started the company out of this technology. It's, it was quite different for what I was doing, but then uh, I uh, started uh, digging a little bit more why they started the company uh, based on enzymatic DNA synthesis and uh, whether there was a need of, uh, of uh, uh, DNA made by, uh, by enzymes. And then I realized that basically I had already a very strong, solid technologies for, technology for producing DNA oligonucleotides, and there was a huge need of, this, uh, of these molecules. But then I thought, okay, uh, I'm, I really enjoy developing this technology. I wanted to, and also optimizing, and uh, uh, maybe it's time to actually bring in something to, to the people. Um, and then I decided to start Molligo Technologies. That's wonderful. That's really very nice. So the obvious, you know, follow-up question would be, what does Molligo Technologies do? Yeah. Uh, so basically, as I was uh, mentioning before, usually uh, DNA uh, molecules, DNA strands are produced using uh, chemistry. So this is uh, uh, basically the, the, but the molecules that uh, are obtained by this uh, approach, which is 60 years old. Um, are very short, uh, full of errors in low quantities. And, uh, uh, well, this is a, a huge limitation with new technologies coming out, including uh, gene editing, for example, uh, diagnostics and DNA therapeutics. So what Molligo Technologies do is basically, we develop a, a, a new technology which is able to produce ultra pure, so basically error-free DNA molecules uh, several thousand bases long and uh, in industrial quantities. So, and uh, we believe that uh, uh, with this technology, we can really help uh, the, the new gene technologies and uh, we can bring them to clinical, uh, to industrial level. So for our audience, uh, you can find the link to Dr. Dukani's nature paper on the Mosaic method and the company's webpage in our show notes. So, Cosimo, this technique is very unique and very interesting because I can say that from the first-hand experience because I also try to uh, use this in my work. So, what are the areas where Molligo uh, Technologies is targeting, like is focusing at at the beginning? So, uh, right now, uh, we are mostly focusing uh, on uh, uh, gene editing. And uh, because we, we believe that uh, uh, we want to produce donor templates for CRISPR-Cas or other uh, gene editing uh, technologies, uh, because we know that there is a, a huge limitations in terms of uh, the donor templates which are used for uh, 
in these technologies. So usually the donor templates either they are uh, viral templates which are, can be uh, cytotoxic, and uh, um, and also uh, they are uh, full of uh, of errors. So right now we're focusing on this, but we want also we want to expand. Uh, in other areas like diagnostics, because usually uh, we know uh, talking to our uh, customers, uh, our uh, potential other potential customers, that uh, basically uh, sometimes uh, uh, the impurities of the current DNA uh, batches uh, it can be a problem uh, during diagnostic processes. Uh, and then we, but the main goal, of course, because we are. A large scale we want to uh, produce large scale production is pharma company so we want to produce also dna therapeutics oh wonderful so i think that you know brings me to my next question um how do you think uh, molygo technologies can be helpful in the field of personalized medicine and what could be its potential role in the the nucleic acid based vaccines as we know that there are a lot of vaccine candidates these days which are coming up for uh, corona and um, other uh, viruses yeah that's a very good question so when you think about personalized medicines i mean maybe you think about uh, uh, of course uh, a pharma company who maybe have to develop uh, uh, a specific therapy for 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 a single person and that can be very very expensive of course and uh, that's quite difficult uh, uh, for, for companies, but we believe that thanks to our technology, we can uh, bring many therapies, gene therapies and DNA therapeutics uh, to people by reducing the cost. But this is going to uh, basically uh, increase the chances of developing new personalized therapies to, for people. Um, and I think this is great. I mean, this is actually our uh, main uh, mission to really bring these therapies to you know to everyone and uh, with the, uh, reducing drastically reducing the cost because to me there is not much uh, sense to develop you know technologies will, in the end they uh, cannot be used to people uh, from people uh, so uh, which are not uh, so which are not accessible so that's why we we, we were working uh, in this direction and. Uh, um, to answer your question about the vaccines, uh, definitely, the, I, I think Molygo Technologies has a huge potential in developing DNA vaccines. So, as you mentioned, there is this corona, some of the uh, vaccines uh, uh, which are coming out from, for example, Pfizer or Moderna, they are based on RNA. And uh, RNA, it's a very... Um, it's a very unstable molecule, so it can be easily degraded. And uh, uh, of course, now you can see that these vaccines needs to be kept at uh, minus 80 all the time. And this is a, a huge limitation if you want to bring this vaccine to you know uh, poor countries as well. Um, so definitely, we want to uh, also expand in this area uh, by producing. Uh, uh, vaccines based on DNA, which is much more resistant and uh, can be basically lifeized and kept at room temperature without any problem. We are doing this show for you and your feedback is very important for us. So if you have any suggestions or comments, would like us to cover a specific topic or recommend a guest, please write us an email to team at pmedcast.com. 
or you can reach out to us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. Just type in Personalized Medicine Podcast and you will find us there. To download the show notes for this episode, visit our website, pmedcast.com. It's P-M-E-D-C-A-S-T dot com. The show notes include guest bios, links to their most notable work, and recommendations for additional reads on the topic of the episode. Make sure to check them out. And don't miss the next episode. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Give us a rating and leave a comment. It will help us make this show better. And now, let's get back to the interview. So my next question to you is, how is the startup space in Sweden like? Uh, I would say great. Uh, I think Sweden is one of the best uh, European countries uh, in terms of uh, startup space. And uh, uh, it's the Silicon Valley, somehow of Europe, I would say. Uh, the, the, I was, the very first advantage is something that here they call, uh, they call uh, professor privilege which means that uh, uh, as a scientist, whatever you develop, it belongs to you. So you have the right of the invention. So I think this is really promotes people to uh, start companies. And then downstream, uh, there is also um, a very good uh, um, organization in terms of incubators. So for example, Molico Technology is part of an amazing Incubator Karolinska Institute of Innovations is called Drive Incubator. Uh, there is a, a huge network of investors, but also foundations which do not support only uh, basic science, but also startups. So I would say that it's a very great environment to an inspiring environment to to start a company. That's amazing. That sounds really inspiring. So, um, like, since you have seen both, you know, best of both the worlds, and I would like to ask you that what are the similarities and differences of working in a startup and a lab? And if you have to pick a point from each that, you know, you would like to take in or adapt in the other, what would that be? Mm. Um, Well, definitely, I would say that uh, working for a startup, Probably it's a little, of course, it's uh, more product oriented. So we really work to solve uh, uh, short term or at least relatively short term problems. Um, while probably in a lab, you most of the time you work on something which is interesting. It could be very useful, but you don't know when, if it will be useful in many years. So I would say this is the you know, the main difference, like while working in a lab and uh, in a startup. Um, I, I, I don't know if there the, the should be something actually, but probably my, for my experience, uh, at least in my, uh, during my uh, academic career, if I have to pick something from the startup to the lab, probably I would say that uh, I would be a little bit more pragmatic without losing creativity, of course. Uh, I would uh, probably cooperate a little bit more with my with with the teams I've been working on, uh, because of course in a startup this is crucial. I mean you definitely are a team, and sometimes in academia I mean you feel that you have your own project and uh, you know you wanna also you wanna learn so you don't share as much as you could. But this is my personal experience, of course. Maybe this is not true for all the labs. Mm-hmm. 
all the all the people okay so now since you have uh, you know you have another feather in your cap like previously you were cosimo the scientist now also you are cosimo the ceo so what, what you know one piece of advice cosimo the ceo will give to cosimo the scientist and vice versa hmm <laughs> well um probably i would say that uh, the ceo would say would tell the scientists that uh, failure is part of the process not to get too much frustrated about it and not for too long first of all and uh, well maybe the science the scientists would say to the ceo uh, to keep enjoying the science behind the business because this is i think also the the beauty of uh, uh, starting a company in life science that's really valuable piece of advice that is really nice so uh, there are i'm sure a lot of our listeners are budding or you know aspiring entrepreneurs from different spheres of their career like from phd's to postdocs any tips for such um, aspiring entrepreneurs you would like to give who want to venture into the life science startup space well I, definitely i think if you are a phd if you are a postdoc and uh, you have a great idea you think that you really believe that you have something that you can uh, bring into people and uh, you know you can uh, help some of the areas you are working in you should definitely try out i mean i i i could see that some people maybe are you know afraid of instability because i mean you are a startup and uh, uh, the first thing they they tell you when you when you start a company is the uh rate of uh, startups which fails um so but we shouldn't be afraid of uh you know just starting something uh, from our ideas uh because in the end I mean, we would regret more of not starting rather than uh, you know failing um so i would definitely say that uh, try to talk to people try to if you have a technology sometimes um you, if you don't talk to people around you maybe you you don't know that your technology can be uh can be uh useful um i can tell you that you know some maybe analysts of some investors in the past they ask me who is going to use who cares about long you know ultra pure long dna and then if you really talk to customers or you talk to people you see that maybe there is a huge need so really uh be brave and uh, try to talk to people and then if you want to start a journey Uh, maybe uh, find also the right team because in my case the team is really supportive and uh, we enjoy together basically uh, working and bringing this uh, product to the to the market wonderful so um like uh, you know direct running your own company and so are there times where you miss working on the bench or do you still get time to work on the bench uh recently i didn't work much on the bench unfortunately but uh, um yes i miss a little bit of course uh, um we we are still a small team and uh, so i mean we need to uh, somehow also um help each other in the different tasks sometimes i uh, i try to uh, to help in this and to you know to do some science as well and the thing that probably i miss uh, uh, from from science so y- you know very well that most of the experiments i mean do not work 
uh, usually. So, and you will live uh, for the small moments when you when something works. And uh, you know, you, I miss this eureka moment. Let's say uh, in science. So that's uh, maybe the only thing I, I really miss. I would say, but I have to say that I have uh, talented people in my team, scientists that they are um, very willing to share these moments with me. So I cannot I cannot complain about it. <laughs> That's great. You have a very well, nice and supportive team. But I think one but last question is, where would you like to see Molygo Technologies in the next 10 years? Well, definitely, I think uh, Molygo Technologies, in my, in my opinion, it really can change uh, life science in total. Uh, so I would say that uh, I would like to see Molygo Technologies in many fields from uh, agriculture to uh, therapies uh, to bioelectronics uh, and uh, you know diagnostics. So I really believe that uh, DNA it's a very programmable, easy molecules. If you you know if we can say that, but with a huge potential in so many fields. And the fact that we can also make these molecules, besides ultra pure and long, we can also attach some functionality. So we can even tune the properties of these molecules. Then the only limit is imagination. I would say. Great. Absolutely. So, um, Cosimo, it was a really nice talking to you today about how you started Molego and what are the future plans of Molego. And I had a really wonderful time. But before we let you go, um, could you tell our, us that how can our audience reach you online? Uh, well, if you go on, the, on our website, www.moligotechnologies.com, then you can find uh, my email. So uh, or on LinkedIn, you can find me, you can reach me out, definitely. Great. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people, a lot of uh, aspiring entrepreneurs who would like to ask you a lot of questions and they will definitely reach out to you. It was, again, a pleasure talking to you today, uh, Cosimo, and thank you so much for taking out the time to talk to us. Thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being with us today on the Personalized Medicine Podcast. If you like this show and know someone who would enjoy it too, please share this podcast with them. And don't miss the next episode yourself. Subscribe to the Personalized Medicine Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and many, many more. Please rate us there and leave a comment. That helps us to grow and deliver the best experience to you. To access the show notes for this episode, visit our website, pmedcast.com. It's P-M-E-D-C-A-S-T dot And engage with us on social media where we regularly share the news and exciting content on personalized medicine. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook just by typing in Personalized Medicine Podcast. Or use our handle, PMATCAST. And if you have any feedback or would like to suggest a guest for the show, write us an email to team at pmatcast.com. Have a great day and until next time.